Episode 75, Church History Part 31. From the 15th and 16th centuries, we learned European colonism invaded Africa again with the Portuguese exploration of the African coast. Popes issued bulls or laws justifying the slave trade. In episode 71, we learned the papacy gave the Portuguese crown the authority to act as the head of the church in Africa and Brazil. The Ojo Cal, the Portuguese explorer, invaded the Congo River, and an alliance was made between the Portuguese crown and the Congo government. The Portuguese supported the new leadership of Congo with military assistance, and in return, they received slaves. The slaves were ancient Hebrew Israelites and Moors who were descendants of Abraham and Keturah. Catherine Gerbner, in her book, Christian Slavery, Conversion and Race in the Protestant Atlantic World States. Charles V commanded that Africans should be baptized before they left the African coast. But even when priests did perform baptisms, which was occasionally, there was rarely any instruction in Christian doctrine. In 1545, the Spanish crown issued a new set of ordinances for the governance of Africans in the New World that emphasized both Christianization and Spanish language acquisition. All slave owners were commanded to baptize newly arrived slaves, provide chapels on their estates, and allow their slaves to hear mass. Christopher Columbus and his daddy were buying and selling West Africans as well. Christopher Columbus invaded lands just like Diojo, but he claimed land and Africans for Spain and was rewarded with lots of gold and silver. The Renaissance popes of this era approved of slavery, except Pope Pius II. And the papacy ensured all monarchs in Portugal and Spain converted all lands stolen to Catholic Christianity. Protestants separated from the Roman Catholic Christian Church and the religions of humanism, Lutheranism, Calvinism, Anabaptists or Baptists, Puritans, Presbyterians, and Episcopalians were birthed and developed. The Church of England also separates from the Roman Catholic Christian Church and they form Anglicanism. Then King James, who the Bible was named after, comes to the lineage of these Europeans and is in power as the king in the 15th and 16th century. King James and all the leaders before him, like the papacy and the Protestant leaders, all advance their own agendas by interpreting scripture to ensure their plans were achieved to consume lands, property, wealth, riches, slaves, and convert as many people as possible to whatever religion they were following that day. Now, we're in the 17th century. The Spanish were making the Aztecs and Incas work the land that stolen from them, but Britain was not able to get the natives to do the same. The white indentured servants didn't have the strength or wisdom to work the land as the natives did, as the natives were the most skilled since it was their land. Kingdom Preppers org states all around them native americans were living off the same land able to support themselves and were in that sense superior to the white settlers who had better technology but no means of creating enough food with it the so-called savages had the advantage over the civilized invaders. It got to a point where white settlers deserted the colonists and joined forces with the natives. This frustrated the Virginians, who resorted to killing and torturing natives and burning their
their villages and cornfields in a show of what they considered superiority. Regardless, their many failures forced them to look to yet another avenue for survival. Black slaves were the answer, writes Howard Zinn in A People's History of the United States. And the first of those slaves were 20 and odd Israelites who were captured in the kingdom of Dungo in Angola and brought to Jamestown abroad a British ship on August the 20th, 1619. Zinn continues, and it was natural to consider important blacks as slaves even if the institution of slavery would not be regularized and legalized for several decades. Because by 1619, a million blacks had already been brought from Africa to South America and the Caribbean to the Portuguese and Spanish colonies to work as slaves. 50 years before Columbus, the Portuguese took 10 African blacks to Lisbon. This was the start of a regular trade in slaves. African blacks had been stamped as slave labor for for a hundred years, so it would have been strange if those 20 blacks forcibly transported to Jamestown and sold as objects to settlers. Anxious for a steadfast source of labor were considered as anything but slaves. History.com states, in 1619, some 20 Africans arrived at Jamestown, Virginia, where they were purchased from Dutch privateers to aid in the English colony's lucrative labor-intensive cultivation of tobacco. So let's look at the history of Jamestown, Virginia. Walter Raleigh, an English explorer, sailed the Atlantic coast and claimed the territory of Virginia in 1584. He named the land Virginia after Queen Elizabeth, the daughter of Henry VIII, discussed in episode 74. Virginia was named for Queen Elizabeth of England, who was known as the Virgin Queen. The same year Elizabeth gave Raleigh permission to colonize the Virginia region, and it would become the first English settlement in North America by English explorers in 1606. Hence, this is where the name Virginia came from, and Raleigh the Explorer, or Land Stiller, is where Raleigh, North Carolina came from. Late in 1606, English colonists set sail with a charter from the London Company to establish a colony in the New World. The fleet consisted of the ships Susan Constant, Discovery, and Godspeed, all under the leadership of Captain Christopher Newport. They made a particularly long voyage of four months, including a stop in the Canary Islands, in Spain, and subsequently Puerto Rico, and finally departed for the American mainland on April April the 10th, 1607. The expedition made landfall on April the 26th, 1607, at a place which they named Cape Henry, under orders to select a more secure location that set about exploring what is now Hampton Roads and an outlet to the Chesapeake Bay, which they named the James River, in honor of King James I of England. Pramelo's book, Captain John Smith, English Explorer and Colonist. This is the King James who the Bible was named after, and he had no time to denounce the slave trade of the Hebrew Israelites, Yah's chosen people. And we see he had no problem with them stealing land and naming the land after him. Nevertheless, we get Jamestown, Virginia, where the slave trade began in America, and the area is named after Henry VIII's daughter Elizabeth and his nephew, James. 
1614, Bermuda is colonized by Britain and slaves start coming in in 1617. 1619, the first slaves are recorded in Virginia. The Virginia colony established Puritan principles, but King James outlawed it, causing colonizers to move to other lands. Wendy Warren in New England Bound states, A cluster of colonies perched on the edge of England's fledging North American empire, colonized in the early 17th century by stern people wearing black hats and somber clothes. The popular story goes, New England became an exceptional land of hard work and bountiful crops and thrift and curtness and fervent religiosity. Puritans were called these fabled people, a sort of shorthand used to describe a motley array of Protestants interested in reforming a Church of England they considered too encumbered by vestige of Roman Catholicism. Between the years of 1620 and 1640 alone, more than 20,000 English colonists immigrated to the northeastern coast of North America, where they found in quick succession the colonies that would become jointly known as New England in 1620, Plymouth, a colony they later joined with Massachusetts in 1630, the Massachusetts Bay Colony in 1636, the colonies of Connecticut and of Rhode Island. Island. In 1637, the New Haven colony eventually joined to Connecticut. As lands were stolen, the colonizers needed slaves to work the lands. They baptized the slaves into their new religion, but the baptism did not deliver the black people from bondage. Virginia law codified chattel slavery in 1656 and in 1662, the colony adopted the principle apartus secutor ventrum, which classified children of slave mothers as slaves, regardless of paternity. So as they raped our women and those women birthed children, they made sure the law specified that those children were slaves as well. KeenanPreppers.org states, to assure that ancient principles were not violated by the modern custom, a law was passed by the Virginia Assembly on September the 23rd, 1667 to settle the matter. It declared plainly that the spiritual condition of a slave did not change as a result of baptism. All black people, aka Israelites, who were baptized into the Church of England were not thereafter exempt from bondage. The great lengths that Christians went to in order to protect the property rights of Christian enslavers was a demonstration of the corruption that had been inherited from the mother church. But even after this law was passed, slaves were not put through the process of conversion and indoctrination because enslavers believed an ignorant slave would be more submissive and provide better service. So what is a slave? Asked William Wells Brown in a lecture to the Female Anti-Slavery Society of Salem delivered on November the 18th in 1847. He was one of the abolitionist movement's most effective black orators. Brown himself had been a slave and he knew what he was talking about. Brown went on to say, a slave is one that is in the power of an owner. He is a chattel. He is a thing. He is a piece of property. A master can dispose of him can dispose of his labor, can dispose of his wife, can dispose of his offspring, can dispose of everything that belongs to the slave. And the slave shall have no right to speak. He shall have nothing to say. And what was a chattel? According to the then current edition of Webster's Dictionary, chattels are things movable as animals, furniture. The word chattel is derived from cattle 
The word slave is derived from scalvus, the medieval Latin word for slav, probably because so many of that nation were enslaved by the Holy Roman Emperor Otto the Great in the 10th century. So in order to control the slave, they had to establish the classes of society, with the slave being less than the owner. And the owner and his Christianity were superior to all. Slaves and the Americans were given the Anglican version of Christianity and had no rights. Catherine Gerbner in Christian Slavery writes, They created the concept of whiteness and revised the prerequisites for voting to exclude non-white Christians from enfranchisement. By the end of the 17th century, the term white had begun to replace Christian as an indicator of freedom and mastery. Howard Zinn writes, They were captured in the interior, frequently by blacks caught up in the slave trade themselves sold on the coast, then shoved into pens with blacks of other tribes, often speaking different languages. The conditions of capture and sale were crushing affirmations to the black African of his helplessness in the face of superior force. The marches to the coast, sometimes for 1,000 miles, with people shackled around the neck under whip and gun, were death marches in which two of every five blacks died. On the coast, they were kept in cages until they were picked and sold. They were kept in cages. We were kept in cages until we were picked and sold. History.com states, as profits piled up and slavery spread through the American colonies, the British crown decided to exert control over the slave trade to the colonies and the wealth it generated. According to the Navigation Act of 1660, only English-owned ships could enter colonial ports. That same year, King Charles II granted a charter to the Company of Royal Adventurers trading to Africa. Led by the king's younger brother James, the Duke of York, later called King James II, this group had a monopoly on British trade with West Africa, including gold, silver, and slaves. Thousands of slaves arrived in the New World with the company's initials branded on their chest. Demand for slaves were still too high for one company to meet. However, the RAC effectively lost its monopoly in 1689 after the Glorious Revolution toppled King James II in favor of William and Mary. By the end of the 17th century, England led the world in slave trading and would continue to do so throughout the 18th century, per history.com. Begrudgingly, slavery was our punishment for disobeying Yah and not following the covenant of Abana, Yisega, and Yakupa, as well as the Torah and the teachings of Yesiah. Jeremiah 17 and 1. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron, and with the point of a diamond, it is graven upon the table of their heart and upon the horns of your altars. Whilst their children remember their altars and their groves by the green trees upon the high hills? O my mountain in the field, I will give thy substance and all thy treasures to the spoil and thy high places for sin throughout all thy borders." And thou, even thyself, shalt discontinue from thine heritage that I gave thee, and I will cause thee to serve thine enemies in the land which thou knowest not. 
For ye have kindled a fire in mine anger, which shall burn forever. Then said Yah, Cursed be the man that trusted in man, and make it flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from Yah. For he shall be like the heat in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusts in Yah, and whose hope Yah is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, Yah, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. But Isaiah 11 and 12 gives us the hope we need. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations and shall assemble the outcast of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Bottom line, we're still chosen. We're still Yah's children. Yah sent Isaiah to deliver us. Thus, we're going to be okay. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or come in here. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar. Let truth reign. Let truth speak. And let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth wars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free. Please see a podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.